Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Trap Dive Podcast. Man, my bad. I meant to unmute you. Uh AJ, there we go. Boom. To the Trap Dive Podcast. Uh sorry for the laughter. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. <laughs> before 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 the intro ended, I'm over here thinking like, you know, it's not. One of the these shows are not easy to to go through because it's like it it was only one sided like it wasn't even close. <laughs> you know it's hard to say anything good about what you just witnessed. But not only are is, is does that happen, um, you realize that uh, it's, <laughs> you're you're kind of you're in a situation where you can't afford to have these losses if you're now it's early enough in the season, but. Like the type of laws that you have, um, you can't afford to have these if you're Ron Rivera because it's it's not a it's not a good indication of of a few things. And um, with that being said, I am your host of the Travel Dive Podcast, Small Forest Man, in here with the post game recap of the Buffalo Bills 37-3 ass whooping that they put on the Washington Commanders just a few minutes ago. Um, I'm in here with AJ. I'm in here with Dre, fellas. Um, hey, Dre. It looked like he took a nap during the game, bro. That's what it looked like. Nah, I'm I'm actually sick, bro. <laughs> like, I, I ain't oh, feeling okay. too good. So, I mean, the game wasn't – it didn't help anything. That's, a, so. that's an afterthought. Yeah. Damn, bro. You, so, it, it's not looking too good for you. Like, you, you – you, I mean, you you powering through to, to, to get on the show. I respect it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, after you lose 37-3, I don't know if you had – if you should have even took the energy to do this. <laughs> Hey, why not? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, shit. I feel better doing this than watching the game, shit. Hey, man, I respect <laughs> it, man. Before I check in with, uh, with AJ, man, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you are uh, just checking in for the first time, we definitely appreciate it. Hey, man, like Kenny said, shout out to the guys. We appreciate you checking in, Kenny, man. We're going to be here every win, every loss, man, no matter how ugly it get or no matter how great it is, even though we do prefer the other side where things are great. Uh, but yeah, Apple Podcast, follow, rate, review if you are just tapping in for the first time as well. If you haven't done so, we definitely appreciate the support. AJ, what's going on with you, player? You doing all right, man? Besides, uh, you know what we just witnessed. I'm, I'm, I'm cooling, man. Uh, you know, I, if y'all, if y'all can see who's on my shirt, y'all see who's on my shirt. I see Rosa. Pa- all right, what we got going on? What's the what's the play oh, here? Rosa Parks. The Buffalo Bills told the commanders to take their ass to the back of the bus. <laughs> you, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. All right, let's get our let's get our one sense second <laughs> way going in. Peace, crap. I see you. Uh, he says this one is on EB and Sam Kenny. I wish it was next Sunday already against the Eagles. I think a lot of us feel that way, man. It's gonna be a long week for everybody involved. Joe, appreciate you checking in. 
Um, it's year four, man. We still getting blown out against good teams. Peace Craft is on AB around the run too early. All right, one sentence takeaway, fellas. AJ, uh, I don't know if you're ready, but I'm gonna hand you the first baton, man. Where are you at? What's your one sentence takeaway? Uh, I mean, like I just said, you know, the Buffalo Bills told the commanders to take their ass to the back of the bus. Okay. I, I guess it's all me because AJ said I'm about to say, that's what we Rosa Parks. Hey, my one sentence takeaway: they were not ready. There you go. All right. Um, can't keep falling down early and thinking it won't cost you. Um, I and and let's start there. Then let's start there. Uh, we saw what happened against Arizona. Um, at one point, obviously, Sam Howell led a or excuse me, uh. Fumbled a football that that gave them a I think early third quarter lead. Last week you fall down twenty one three against the Denver Broncos, who by the way just got a sixty burger put up on their ass against the Miami Dolphins, and and I think it's still like five minutes left to go in the game. But seventy. Wait, they scored again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they scored again. It was seventy. Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. A chain I think got a long touchdown. He he, he seventy to twenty, bro. Oh. I'm looking at this young right. Five minutes left to go, and bro, that's a college seventy to twenty. Um, again, this week you fall down sixteen nothing, and and for a good quarter and a half, maybe even into the second half, where you knew you was getting the ball back in that that first drive of the third quarter, you thought that there was still a puncher's chance that you can really revive how this that the narrative and how the flow of the game was going. I mean, you had to establish something on offense. You knew you had to get your defense off the field and keep them off the field for as long as you can. And um, again, sixteen nothing. You you have some 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 good plays to come out of the the the, first, uh, the second half. And sure, I'm I'm already over first half. We're going to circle back to that, right? But at, to the point at which the game was still in reach, you still find a way to uh, generate another, or excuse me, to to find a way to turn the ball over yet again. I think with that Sam Howe interception, so. With that being said, man, um, it, it was just an overall thorough ass whooping. Um, and it's and it's unfortunate from the sense of you know, you you think that for the fourth year in a row that you can really find a a solid ground with this team in terms of whether the offense is is truly developing um with a Ron Rivera led team, right? You have a new coordinator, you have an offensive line that's kind of new, you have a quarterback that's clearly inexperienced, but then uh, on the flip hand, you're like, if that's not going on, maybe the defense found some stability and they're still growing and they're underrated from a lot of people. And then Josh Allen comes in here and then tells you, hey, man, you're not ready for me yet. I don't I don't care how long you I don't care how long I've been playing against Eric Bieniemy and how many trade seekers he can have to give Jack Del Rio. You're not ready for me yet. And and the way he exploited that defensive line, the way he exploited that secondary um, in 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 unison with the receivers who already knew scramble drill like i'm gonna make a play when he gets outside the pocket and our cornerbacks weren't ready for that like there were so many things going on like this team showed you i don't care what you think you are you're not ready for us yet you're not ready for anybody like us yet that's kind of where i was at after watching the, the whole entirety of this game fellas yeah i mean I, I think for me man you know seeing this washington team and defense pretty much are the same guys um that went against Buffalo Bills, what, maybe two years ago? It looked like yeah. the same exact defensive game plan, which 
they got their ass killed in that game too. Um, I just feel like Jack Del Rio didn't have this defense prepared well enough to go against Josh Allen. I think that too many times he relies on the front four to get home, but you have to be innovative and creative in your ways of getting to the quarterback and providing pressure. And due to the fact that they weren't getting to the quarterback, they were they were killing the secondary with their zone coverage. Like, I don't know why they didn't play more man, but in the zone, the secondary didn't seem to have, like, the right type of communication that they needed to go against, you know, the Buffalo Bills and what they had going on offensively. Um, you know, off on the offensive side of the ball, I feel like, you know, Eric Bieniemy called a, a okay game, uh, but it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard when your quarterback keeps giving the ball away and giving the team op- the other team opportunities. I think one of the biggest knacks with with Sam Howell has always been the fact that he locks in on one guy too many times and forces the ball there, and also playing in between the numbers. As you see, defenses are forcing him to play in between the numbers. They know that he likes the deep ball. You feel me? But in the NFL, the deep ball isn't always there like college football that you can scheme up, you know. Um, you watch, like, the Tennessee Volunteers in the college football side. They they just dial up deep, deep plays and deep routes all game. You can't do that in the NFL. You got to play in between the numbers and take what you have in front of you. And maybe, you know, you'll get a shot like you did last week with a Terry McLaurin in the end zone. But, yeah, man, Sam Howe played a atrocious game. Uh, he looked, he looked bad. He looked like. Not to mention, even that last drive before the game ended, bro. Like I think they were at like six sacks on the game, and just after that final drive, it 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 really. Now that's not all on Sam, but you just see how like how the 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 quarterback himself is unsure of what he's seeing in conjunction with the offensive line just finally breaking down like all the way. There was it was just it was just a, a culmination of what exactly went on from from the quarterback to the to the offensive uh, performance altogether. Yeah, because it was like in, in the first drive that they had offensively, you felt them catch a rhythm like you felt like you felt good about what, what was going on. And literally three, three, uh, three consecutive plays, Sam ruined the entire drive mm-hmm. by standing in the pocket too long. Um, he took a sack, then he threw an interception. Like, he literally ruined that whole drive. Like, they were moving the ball. They were getting, you know, successful yards or whatever. But Sam Howell, he just got in his own way. Uh, and it's crazy. There's a, there's a fan <laughs> on, on Twitter by the name of Trell, big-time UNC fan from Charlotte. He has a he has a bet with me that Sam Howe wouldn't throw more than seven interceptions on the year. Well, buddy, looks like you'll be paying me probably by next week because <laughs> because they play the Philadelphia Eagles and Hassan Reddick isn't slowing down. Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter is a beast already in the league. It's going to be hell for them next week. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, Sam Howell got his ass kicked. And you could see it. Uh, you could see it on the field. I don't know what they what they do next. I think a lot of people will try to blame the offensive line. But I feel like the offensive line did well enough for him to be successful. I think a lot of the issues 
with the offense not catching rhythm and not being into a groove and being able to put points on the on the on the on the board was more so on Sam Howell. Even look at the 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 red zone trip um, before he threw the incomplete pass. Like he just seemed he, he just he just was out of it. And then you just watch the the coverage of the game. They keep telling you. Yeah, Sam Howe's about the type of guy to make the same mistake twice. Well, he made four of them motherfuckers today. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Let, let's stop acting like he's like some special, special guy to where he doesn't make mistakes. He's going to make mistakes. That's cool. But I just hate the narrative like, oh, oh he's he's the only guy out there that knows how to autocorrect. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, the issue offensively. I don't know my camera froze. Nah, you still here? Uh, probably lagged a little bit, but I know the the audio got through. You good, Drake? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, offensively, you look at Sam Howell, and like like AJ said, I mean, he had a bad game, but the issue we've been talking about this since you know the beginning of the season. I think they're doing too much experimenting with how I think they want to, I think they want to prove a point badly with how to say, Hey, you know, we're going to give you every opportunity to show you, you know, if you are that guy in this league, but at the same t- time, I don't think that you need to hurt the rest of the team by forcing Sam to have to drop back and pass and get teed off on as much as he's, you know, getting teed off on because I mean, they went out there. I mean, he was getting sacked, sack, 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 sack. I'm like, get rid of the ball. But then, I mean, he holds on to the ball a lot which has been an issue over some of these games, you know, but then, you know, you'll have moments with Sam, like I said, he's still like a rookie, but you're going to have moments where he's going to do some good. I mean, but then the, what you want to minimize with Sam is how much bad is he going to give you? Cause I felt like in the Cardinals game, there was more bad than good. Then of course there was the Denver game where he came out and it was like, Oh man, look what he just did to Denver. I mean, he had a lot of good, even though that er the early start was bad, but I'm still kind of looking at Eric Bieniemy to kind of get the run game going earlier in games. I mean, in this, you know, I know a lot of fans keep saying that, hey, you know, guys, I mean, it's not working or, you know, it's not doing this, but it's actually not looking so bad. Like B Rob with the little bit of opportunities he gets, he looks pretty decent. I mean, I don't think he's looking like right. a league league. How many times you know I got to tell you? <laughs> that's feed what we've that, been that was about. my key to the goddamn game yes. Thursday. Feed yes, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. And, and, and in a game like this, especially with the weather conditions you had, you want to make this game ugly. And, you know, I know we you, you all kind of harped on the defense a bit, but, you know, and I was kind of tough on the defense, especially in the Cardinals game. But this was a game I felt like the defense actually gave you a chance, but you just didn't have a chance offensively in this game. I mean, you couldn't score at all. I mean, it was like any little bit of rhythm they got, it was they were going to set themselves back at some point. And that was that's the issue. Like even that first drive, you know, they had a rhythm going on the first drive, you know, they get downfield and then it was three straight dropbacks and three straight mistakes. You know, it's like, you, and I think they, I don't know if they were in the red zone or they were close to the red zone at that point, but I know they were close to scoring, but it was three straight dropbacks, three straight mistakes by Sam Howell. And that's the part where I'm like, you can help him out a little bit by mixing that up in a sense. Like, okay, he just had a couple of passes completed in a row. 
cool, you know, but mix it up now. Get some of those guys going. And then that's when you you lose momentum in the game. And then the turnovers. I mean, this is like I said, Sam Howell, I'm not, I'm not too angry with them, you know. But then again, like I said, I didn't have these high expectations of Sam going into the season that a lot of people did, you know. So I kind of look at him as a rookie, and I know that as a rookie, he's going to make those type of mistakes in games, and you know. But you got to minimize those turnovers, and you do have to help him out. But again, defensively, like I said, I think they did have a good, um, you know, they gave the team a chance to win. You know, they were down, what, 16 nothing going into the fourth quarter. I mean, obviously yeah, there's plays. Yeah, I mean, th- there's plays like with Josh Allen that piss you off, you know, when he's getting out of the, uh, you know, sacks or he's just running, you know. But again, you know, a good offense makes this a better game. And that's why I just feel like ultimately, I mean, it was a shit show altogether. But offensively, you just couldn't sustain anything. You never had a chance, really. Here's um Ron Rivera post game. I haven't heard what he said, but it's it's 30 seconds of a of a quote that he mentioned. So we'll hear it all for the first time together. Uh, but here's what he said post game about the offensive line, the offense, and turnovers all together. Let me present my screen and let's do um is it this one? Or is it this one? Here we go. Okay, here we go. And that's the bottom line. You know, first of all, you can't, you know, can't turn the ball over, which we did. And if you lose the turnover battle like that, you're going to get your ass in church. How did you feel Sam handled? Well, I thought he handled some of the moments pretty well. I thought there was other ones that he probably could have done something different. We're going to get an opportunity to evaluate everything, evaluate what we're doing, make sure it's the right thing, first and foremost, and then secondly, we'll so that was uh Rivera immediately after speaking on the offense and Ron Rivera, excuse me, and Sam how uh Finley mentioned offensive line specifically, how he's gonna evaluate them. Uh I mean, obviously, Andrew Wiley, for, for all of the conversation about the tackles, everybody had his problems up front. Um, personally, I felt interior and on the right side. Um Speaking of right tackle, I don't. I, I would have to look at the all twenty-two, and and we're not talking about just the sacks allowed, just the overall pressure that Sam Howe was facing throughout the day. Obviously, Andrew Wiley had his had his moments where he's getting just purely beat off speed by Leonard Fu- Leonard Floyd. Um, but like again, this when it comes to what you're seeing offensively, they're gonna have to find some answers. And you mentioned it, Dre, to an extent. You don't think that the enemy really helped out how? Um, I think. For just to piggyback on a quick second, uh, quickly, yeah, the, the Brian Robinson just run the ball conversation is is important. But but what's even scarier when you think about being able to run the football with these guys, um, part of that equation is going to include Antonio Gibson. And when he fumbles and continuously fumbles the way he does, like you can't even trust him anymore. This is two times in two weeks. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Now, he well, didn't two fumble times last season. Yeah, yeah, he fumbled against Arizona, but f- f- two two times in three games, and that's a that's a rate that you don't want to happen as the season moves along. So while they were saying they can trust him after they win a game against the Arizona Cardinals, um, you're already losing and you're kind of out of it by the time he fumbles this week. But it doesn't matter. Like you you see some of the same issues when he's trying to move the ball in open space and he exposes it to the defense. Um, and, and my reason of saying that is, and going back to what the enemy's trying to do, uh, 
who are you going to start turning to, to to really establish this ground game? Brian Robinson is somebody that I trust and and we've talked about on this show. Um, and you see how the offensive line, if you can find them something that works in the ground game, they'll be able to and you stick to it and just show that. All right. Um, I believe in this pass first offense, but I also think that if this is working this week, I'm going to run the hell out of Brian Robinson. And I'm going to make sure that he gets. Matter of fact, what did he end with? He had, um, I believe he had, uh, seventy yards on ten carries, and all of those were legit yards, except for I guess the one at the end of the first half. But either either way, point being, like he was he was really toting today, and I, I just think for for Washington, if you're going to have this leak offensively on at at random times but on a weekly basis, like on random times of the offensive line or maybe even the interior, you need to find a way to, to transition your offense into something that is more sustainable. And, and, and does that look like you need to be a run first offense again? I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying that, but Sam, I'll just, and that offensive line is just not working right now. So what are your answers? That's kind of, that's a long way to say, what are your, what are your possible answers? Because you got 13 or 14 games left in this season. Remember, I mean, real quick, remember in, what was it, 2019, I think Dwayne Haskins' rookie year, after Jay Gruden got fired, Bill Callahan came in, and he pretty much made them, you know, make games ugly. He, he said, all right, you know, Dwayne's not really ready to come in and pass 40 times a game, so I'm going to help him out, and I'm going to, you know, make this a heavy run office. Now, the games weren't pretty, but they were able to stay in games and be competitive in those games that Dwayne Howe was starting. Now, I'm not saying you have to go full-on Bill Callahan with this offense right now, but you still want to get guys like like Jamal, 10 carries, 70 yards. I mean, that's seven yards a carry. I mean, you, you'll take that from your back any day, regardless of whether you feel EB doesn't like the backs or whatever the case, that's efficiency. So you want to use that. You want to use more of that. Again, that doesn't mean we're going to go full heavy run game, but we shouldn't be expecting Sam Howell to go out there and drop back 40 times and this be a successful team. Because if you look at this roster, a lot of these guys on this team are kind of ready to win right now, but you're still mm-hmm. looking at that quarterback position right now. And you're saying, Hey, we're experimenting because Sam, we still don't know if he's a long-term guy. So with that question mark, you don't want to go out there and put everything on Sam's shoulders with this team right now. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Sam how like, he is what he is. Like, knew there would be some bumps in the road or whatever. I think last week a lot of people uh, uh, felt even better about him because of several passes that he made that they haven't seen from, you know, quarterbacks over the years within this franchise. And I understand them. You know, when you got to watch bum-ass Taylor Haneke for two seasons and you got to watch Carson Wentz, it looks different when you have a guy with more zip on the ball or whatever. But I I don't know. I I really don't have a problem with the play calling per se. I just think that they got a quarterback that can't that can't necessarily create out of the pocket and play within the circumstances of maybe your left tackle, your right tackle is going to get beat quite often by whoever they're going against. They just don't have that type of guy. Um, And I'm not sure if he'll ever get that clock running in his head that this is no longer UNC. You got to get the ball out. You know, you got to trust what's in front of you. You got to trust your eyes. That's, that's been my main issue with Sam Howe before, even this season, like 
you know, coming in when it was anticipated that he was going to be the starter, I always had an issue with him playing in between the numbers. Um, you know, Brian Robinson looked good today. Um, I think when he probably finished the game with close to 80 yards. 70 on 10 carries. Yeah, so I, I feel like we, we all watched the game, man. It was in the game most of the time. It's just that Sam just kept fucking up along the way. You feel me? Like, we're never going to have an all-pro offensive line. That's just not the case in the NFL. So guys are going to get beat. It's what your quarterbacks can do in spite of those circumstances. And when you have a guy that's either just going to stand in the pocket or try to do too much, it makes it hard. And like you said, Ma, when your second running back keeps coughing up the ball, what do you do? Because B-Rob is going to need a, a breather at some point. You feel me? Like, do you really want Rodriguez to be your – That's what I'm about to say. Guy? Like, you take out diverse – like, I, I don't have a problem with giving Rodriguez some snaps, but it's like if you think about how you're going to uh, implement them – the only person you can really think of is taking snaps away from Gibson. And, and by nature, Gibson is a versatile player. You just don't trust him with the football in his hands. And that's that's a that's a bad thing. Yeah, it's, it's a horrible thing because people, the, the teams that they go against, they don't even try to tackle him. They tackle the ball because it's so loose every time he has the ball. And that's why it's even interesting to me that he is the kick returner for this team. <laughs> like it's just weird but I mean overall um, I kind of expected this going into the game because I wasn't sure that I seen Sam Howell uh, manipulating defenses with his eyes so much uh, I also didn't feel like he could overcome the fact that the, the, the Buffalo Bills played disciplined defense like they stayed in their zone pretty much all game and was like Sam beat us and he couldn't. Leonard Floyd, he may not be top tier as he once was, but he's still a serviceable pass rush end. Um, uh, you doing him? A, you, you, he a dog. He a dog for yeah. sure. Yeah, like you put, you line him up. Especially against comparing Vaughn. against Wiley. <laughs> yeah. can, you, can, you imagine, can you imagine if the Bills had Von Miller today? Oh my I God. I saw that tweet. I saw what you said. I was like, Ryan, ain't think about that. I swear to God, Von I didn't. Von Miller today, Sam Howe probably would have died at Fenton today. Like, because. <laughs> There is no way that anyone was going to stop him. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm not really upset about the loss. I expected it. Um, once again, well, oh, go ahead. Once again, Ron Rivera doesn't have his team prepared to go against top-tier teams. And they go – I don't know I don't know any of the scores from earlier today, but they play the Eagles next week, and then they play the Falcons, who I believe are undefeated. Still, yeah. so Falcons like, lost to Detroit, didn't they? Or did they, they just, come back and win? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm I didn't because I'm, I'm even out. I know they were trailing because I know Detroit was winning most of the game, but no, I mean, and I wanted to ask you all this question. I mean, since we fresh off this game, because yeah, I mean, we fresh off this game because last week, you know, we were talking about this being the measure and stick game, and I had said that you know. If we lose this game, I'm not going to be upset because I know the Bills are a good team and they're a better team than us. Let's face it. But I wanted to. You you was upset as hell when we started this. this (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) I'm doped up right now, too. I got a bunch of medicine (laughs) in me. But no, I mean, so would it be a measure of stick game? 
you know, we, we kind of expected this to be a competitive game in a sense. You know, especially we look to Sam Howell to say, hey, all right, now what are you going to do week three against the Bills? I mean, does this game concern you all going forward that maybe now the defensive coordinators are getting tape on Sam Howell that we might see a lot more rough times like this? Like, does this worry you all going forward after this game? Um, For me, I would – so I think there's a – that's all – to even start, right – Um. So I want to get to the defense too, bro. Like, there's some things I, I don't disagree with what you said, Peacecraft. Generally speaking, like you can't really put this on the defense, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna talk to you about the defense, bro. Um, but when it comes to like the offensive side of things, game planning is is obviously, especially when you accumulate more games, it's going to kind of like the book is going to be become like you're going to start saying words in it, and and, and people are going to start finishing sentences and. And you're going to get to like page 223, which is almost at the end of it. And, and like that book is almost going to be completely written on Sam Howe. And at this point, like they're halfway through the book. And and the way that these coordinators are really driving and dialing everything up, um, like the, the biggest thing in the preseason and even in uh, 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 training camp was that when you see like these structures in the preseason and you see these. Uh, structures in training camp like that is kind of relative to what your defense is going to call but in preseason when you see other teams like those are simple shell coverages or simple man coverages and those are things that you can't really account for so when you go into the regular season and you start seeing uh these structures that are a little bit more aggressive or a little bit more passive but they dial it up or they they, they uh disguise it well and um like they have these principles that look like man but they're they're a zone or or vice versa and and all these other things and like all what I'm saying is all that information that is being fed into Sam Howe, uh, our, our new looks for him, but it's also like, what is your coordinator going to do to, to help you? And it's not like a play call standpoint, right? It's like, how do I, how do I help him in game planning and preparation that like, if I'm, if you're starting to see this, like how can he retain the information? And that's only part of the battle. Cause then you have to ask, can he do this on a daily basis or on a weekly basis when he drops back? Right um and, and right now it's it's still like as bad as it got today it's still too early to tell if he can turn things around or not i just don't agree with the fact that um and i and i said this during the game and aj handed to it as well i don't agree with the fact that they keep they, they stand on this thing that kind of upsets me because it's like it gets repeated by the fan base and people in the public and and and, and even media outlets and and, and reporters and like saying this thing that he he doesn't make the same mistake twice, but we're in week three, and and even in a, in the preseason we've seen him hold the ball way too long, uh, every single game on occasions, and 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 that is something that can hurt you from a standpoint of like now I, like he's aware that he's holding the ball too long, but now he just thinks I have to throw it somewhere, and and one of those plays in this game almost resulted in an interception where he just had to get rid of the football. So for me, and that was the. That was the red zone um, play where he sent some pressure. Brian Robinson had a one-on-one with the, the linebacker. He just threw it. Um, but but to that point, I just don't – I don't. I think it's still too early. But at the same time, I just don't agree with the fact that people have this notion that he doesn't make the same mistake twice. You have to get past that and recognize that, accept it. And now you have to transition to can Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell find answers together. And, and that's what it comes down to moving forward. Uh, and and if you sit here and, and, and think that it's just going to be okay, uh, you're not really facing the music right now. I'm not saying it's over or anything, but I'm just saying accept reality 
and see how they can push past this because that's going to be the most important thing moving forward. And, Dre, what, what was your question again? Remember that? No, I was asking, are we worried going forward after this type of performance? Like I said, I wouldn't have been upset, so to speak, if you're competitive. And Sam, look, he has an okay game, you know, but he didn't have an okay game. He had an atrocious game against a, a smart defense that game plans. And I think about a guy like Sean McDermott who, you know, he knows Ron Rivera, and he's good at he, – he's a hell of a defensive coordinator as well as a head coach. And you see Sam run into this type of defense – and this game planner, and this is an atrocious performance. Like, I mean, are we discouraged going forward with Sam? Is my question. I mean, I mean, for me, this is this is what I've seen on tape from Sam at UNC. You feel me? Uh, and it's weird for us to have to sit back and be like, you know, he's not familiar with with seeing with seeing like these type of coverages. It's like, what the hell was going on at UNC? And then you also start to think back, why does Sam Howe have so many rush attempts in college? And it was because they were saving him from having to read defenses. <laughs> like, he is not Michael Vick. He is not Lamar Jackson. He is not Cam Newton. There is no reason that he should have had as many rush attempts in college that he did. But it was because of the struggles of reading coverages and playing in between the middle of the field. I mean, for me, I feel like this team is prepared to draft a quarterback next year, anyways. Um, I think you just gotta you just gotta live with what it is. Um, today was a wake up call for the fan base for them to realize that this team really is far away from being one of those elite teams that is considered in the NFL, such as the Buffalo Bills, the the Philadelphia Eagles, like. They could they could possibly sneak away with games against you know the Cardinals and the Broncos, but when it comes to playing top tier teams, they're not there yet, and that comes from the standpoint of coaching, and on top of that, you know quarterback play. Um, you just gotta let it play out. But overall, I, I felt like this game. I know Dre, you had said like this game could 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 mean a lot. Yeah, but it, it it meant a lot in the in the opposite way. You learn more about this Ron Rivera coach team and you realize that they're just not they're just not there yet. So back down in the power rankings. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey, so I said I want to talk about the defense right quick. You know, let's, let's actually special teams is gonna be easy because they didn't do anything all day. Um, shout out to Joey Sly. He said the least we can do is, is get you three points, Ron. Um, since since the offense ain't doing nothing, I, I get you three points on the board. Uh, did they the almost actually, huh? Yeah, Jameson, they, they did. They Jameson punted, got they punted the ball. Yeah, they I did. think I think yeah. they got one or two punts off, okay. and I don't think Jameson fielded any of them. But um, Tress, I was gonna say Tress got a couple of them off, but he actually almost had one of them or two of them blocked. So if there's something to talk about, there it is on special teams. Defensively, I thought there was several moments in that game, especially obviously in that that first half where the defense rose to the occasion when they could. Um, now, granted, I think when you look at how Josh Allen was the was able to take over this game. He only had three carries on the day. He had three carries for 46 yards. His first two were over 20 yards a carry. Um, and that last one was obviously the scramble for the touchdown. 
you saw the difference he makes in the pocket. Uh, he he wasn't easy to bring down for Cam Curl, who was obviously a, a size mismatch. But then he wasn't easy to bring down for some of the defensive linemen who was getting uh, getting home on on Josh Allen to some extent. Um, and and he was able to elude them as well, making plays outside the pocket, uh, and then making plays with his legs, converting on third downs to extend drives. And then you look at the defensive line for Washington altogether. We're talking about a team who came in uh, tied for first in the league league and sacks. Um, and they were top five in pressure rate. They were top five in sack rate. That is a team who came away with zero sacks on the day against Josh Allen. Um, and I mean, honestly, it made their days longer, but but also like even that interception with uh 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 Kendall Fuller, he made a play, but like that one was just a it felt like a throwaway from Josh Allen. Like he's just throwing that, he's just throwing that joint out there. Yeah, he's just throwing that shit out there. So it's like how and not to mention we're talking about the pass game right now they officially found their groove in the ground game too with, with cook and in short the game was uh running away from buffalo at some point right i'm assuming from washington they ended up with 168 yards on the day the buffalo bills did five yards to carry two touchdowns on the ground um but but this is a a team who who people thought they weren't threatened by the, the ground game and and james cook really got some things going for them on that side of the football. So when we're talking about a, a team who did what they could to keep their, their offense and their team overall in the game, uh, that defense really had some holes in, in, in some some various occasions. Like that time of possession was something where you look at it and you're like, all right, well, um, Washington really – like 34 to 25 was the, the, t- the T.O.P. Damn near 10, 10 more minutes than Washington. Um, they, they really had their way, Buffalo Bills did, on the offense side of the football. Like that's, that's how thorough of a game it was. Yeah, I mean, defensively. 9 to 15 on third down, by the way, too. You got it, Dre. Yeah. And uh, I forgot which record they said was uh, ended for us during that game with the third down convergence for Buffalo. But, I mean, yeah, again, like I said, I thought they gave you a chance, uh, you know, throughout most of the game. Of course, there were some things that pissed you off. Like, of course, you know, you're not finishing those sacks. I mean, I think Chase missed the sack. Like you said, Cam Curl, he came in and he missed the sack. Uh, at one point, Cam Curl also um, probably missed time this jump on the interception he should have had in the game, too. But that's been my overall issue with the defense is just not creating enough plays. Like you're not making enough turnover uh, plays or, you know, impacting game plays. And you just seen that throughout the day. You you felt like, you know, at least with us, we've been talking about Josh Allen. Josh Allen's going to give you chances in a game to make turnovers. I mean, he gave us a couple of chances today, but we just didn't capitalize on it. I mean, and that hurts, especially when your offense just can't get anything going. You want them, you know, they're doing the best they can to help out the offense and the team. But, you know, you want to see this defense, especially being the strength that they're supposed to be, take it up another level you know, in games like this, especially against an opponent like this. But, you know, you got to finish those sacks. Um, you know, we talk about this too much. You know, that, again, we should not be going any game where that front four cannot generate a sack at all. I mean, you know, that front four is, is supposed to be your bread and butter. And, you know, I got my issues with Jack Del Rio as well. I'm like, man, he relies too much on the front four, and I get it. I mean, everyone on that front four is talented as hell. But I do think he relies too much on them from time to time. And you can just get into a bend but don't break defense at that point. So, I mean, yeah, defensively, like I said, they had their issues, you know. But, again, you know, I've seen, you know, worse days from them. <laughs> Today was fine as far as, like, giving them a chance. Yeah, you could, it just you fe- could lose 70 to 20. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just Wait, fell apart. We played them this the year. Yes, we do. We do. We played them this year. the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, we played the whole oh, AFC East yeah, this year. We played so. them this in, year. In bro. Miami or in Washington? 
LSU. Oh, it don't even here. matter, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. my God. I, I, Boy, just, I said that forget. If they're going to play zone like how they did today, Tyree Hill might go for 500 yards receiving. <laughs> I, I mean, two are going to set man. it out there for him, too, man. Yeah, it is storming so bad. We got him at so home bad. right before the bye week. It is storming so bad over here. I'm getting scared as fuck. AJ, <laughs> hey, you ain't never uh, been in a thunderstorm before? <laughs> nah, dog. This joint, it's like as soon as I mentioned Taylor Heineke, it went from a sunny day to just like, <laughs> to just like, I don't even you, know where the hell I'm at right now. Like it's just crazy. Yeah, you brought but, up the uh, wrong name, brother. That's what but you yeah, did. when it comes to, when it comes to this defense, man, I just want to see Jack the Real evolve as a defensive play caller and game planner. That's that's my issue with Jack Del Rio. I feel like too many times the game plan is stagnant. Um he relies on that front four way too much. Um, I didn't see Jamin Davis used the way that I would have liked him to be used if I were the one making the decisions. I wanted to see him blitz more because I, I I came into this game saying Josh Allen is a more mobile Eli Manning, meaning he'd take you on a roller coaster, but he'll also give you opportunities to make play on the ball and, and, and make some turnovers. Um, you didn't really see him phase all game. He was comfortable. He was, he was chilling because even on like loop stunts, whatever, he was still able to get out the pocket. There wasn't nobody from the secondary blitzing him, nothing. There was no linebackers coming after him, threatening him for real to hurry up and make a decision. He was just cool. He just he just got to kick back and relax. He was on the beach out there against the defense. Um, yeah, man, it's just, I don't know. I just keep thinking about next week they play the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> That's all I keep thinking about. Yeah, um, at the end of the day, bro, like, I think even with, with all the things that, that we said um, and, and we'll transition and have our thoughts a little bit further on Tuesday, uh, 37-3 is a terrible loss, but I think that the best thing to really see the true makeup of this team um, is understanding how they bounce back from a 37-3 beatdown. I think what's in their favor, and this isn't optimal, just like realistic football talking, like we just got our ass whooped, right? But I, I think realistically, you're coming off a loss where you got embarrassed at home and you were down there, you were down 37 nothing with literally uh, less than a minute to play. And you're going on the road in an environment that's hostile. We all know that, but you're going up against a familiar opponent. And you're going up against a, a, a team where um, it wasn't pretty at home, but you were able to really show that you're capable of competing with them. Uh, sure, they shot their shot. Like, that's the nuance of the game It is what it is. But you showed that you can win in Philly last year, just a year ago, with some of the same guys uh, that you have on that uh, on the team right now. Um, for Washington and their perspective, they know that this game is ugly and it's as ugly as it's going to a get on 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 the offense, but how do you bounce back immediately after after getting embarrassed like that? Um, we're not. I'm not giving an answer here. I'm not giving a prediction here. I just know, like when you go against these, uh, when you when you have these situations, like you're going to get somebody's best effort after you get your ass whooped like this. So, like, what does their best effort look like? And and that's what I'm interested in seeing moving forward. 
Um, Sam Howe, we talked about him uh, for at least 20, 30 minutes already on the show. Um, you're you're going to see how he bounces back, um, if he can bounce back, and what does it look like to what level. You're going to see Eric Bieniemy. Like, how is he able? How is he going to be able to 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 make his adjustments for the offense? Whether it's through pass protection, whether it's through helping Sam Howell out, uh, whether it's through uh, getting Brian Robinson more involved, or even trying to find a way to, to get Chris Rodriguez more involved. Like, you're going to see these things, and and even obviously with the defense, we know what the challenges they're facing up against. That offense is still high potent. DeAndre Swift had a breakout game last week. What was that Monday night or Thursday night? I can't remember. Um, but, but he broke out. So, you know, your hands is going to be full. Like how, how are you able, how are you going to be able to keep up next week against the Philadelphia Eagles? I think that's probably the, the brightest spot here is like seeing how do you, how do you all bounce back in a situation where you just got your ass whooped, uh, in, in a game that really felt like they was at Orchard Park, bro. <laughs> that shit was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is what it is, man. Um, yeah, they got the ass beat overall. Uh, it's just. It's just interesting, like, if you watch the game, Washington was in the game most of the way. They just couldn't score, like. Yeah, two words. I, 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 would, I would ask you guys, I mean, yeah, it's easy It's easy to, to look back on hindsight, but on that fourth down play in the red zone, what was that, first quarter? I already know what you're talking about. It was a long two yards, bro. Yes, I would have I kicked the field goal. Okay. I would have kicked it. I think it was still 13 nothing at that point, wasn't it? Uh, it was either 10-0 or 13-0. You were in the game. Like, you put points on the board, you're right back in the game. I, mean, it was, you know I think it was 10 nothing. I believe it was 10 nothing. Yeah. I can tell you. Um, But it was definitely – I think it was 10. Um, Where's the turnover on the downs? Uh, oh, yeah, it was 10 nothing. Hey, how about the Cardinals smacking the Cowboys around, man? <laughs> I would have done it, man. But we gonna see, bro. Any last thoughts? Oh, MVPs. Um, <laughs> what's dude name, bro? <laughs> the, the um, what's dude name? Terrell. The clock, the, clock, the clock of the game ending was the MVP. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I, I, I do, I do all. Awesome. We ain't doing that. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, Terrell Bernard, bro. He got to get, he got to get his credit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no, ain't no MVPs on the, on the, on the commander side. Of the- <laughs> hell, oh, hell no. I know you want to give MVPs for the Buffalo side. Look, man, they, they the one. They, he took the game over, bro. I, I mean, you, you, you right. Um, I, I guess I shouldn't, I shouldn't make that, I shouldn't make that, make that a trend. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, there's no MVPs on the Washington side, man. So we're gonna leave it quiet there, um, fellas. Any last thoughts before we get up out of here? Well, I mean, my last thought is you're right. There's no MVPs, but if we were forced to do one, I am going to say Brian Robinson would be the one. I mean, a lot of things were out of his control, but I did. Yeah, you think know what? I'm gonna the, give it to him too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the opportunities he got, he made the most of them. He didn't get many, but he did make the most of his opportunities. But hell, man, that game. I'm just glad it's over. Like I'm with. I'm about to make that <laughs> Brian Robinson. I'm. I'm. That's my. That's gonna be one of my keys, bro. That's it. But I. But look, I'm with AJ too, though, man. Like the real MVP was the clock ended for that damn game. That was it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us, fellas. Uh, Dre, AJ, y'all be safe, man. Hey, everybody that checked in, appreciate y'all watching, listening live, all that good stuff. Fellas, be back Tuesday uh, to tap into this game a little bit more. Probably try to get a guess on because because we can't we can't talk too much about this game that much. So uh, we'll tap in Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Y'all boys be safe. All that good stuff. Peace.